You look, okay. Hello, welcome to Couplescape. Uh, COVID edition outside. COVID edition outside. Um, I did, I pulled our camera in a little closer because people had said the last one was a little leafy <laughs> that you could hear. And jetty? Jets, yeah, there's going to be jets. We've, we're recording this in my shop and um, we're trying to stay as this, it, I, on camera we look closer, but we are a good five and a half feet away yeah you know my arms are six foot so this is <laughs> 10 to 12 feet here mine are at least two and a half feet so <laughs> you look so cute today really? I'm, I'm realizing that part of what i missed about couple skate is your beautiful <laughs> coordinated outfits with your gorgeous coordinated like show please show your shoes please show your shoes can they see the I tops of them here, these are the cutest shoes i've ever seen look at these cute shoes and look at these show your earrings and your stupid cute dress you just look god i miss i you always you're always a colorful dresser and i forget that how much sunshine that brings into my life like just seeing you go i go oh yeah well i'm glad i changed because i was wearing old black leggings with a hole in the crotch and then <laughs> those are the best kind of leggings like literally cannot be replaced no. these leggings no. i'm like well i'm just gonna have to keep wearing them and then this like um waffle tea um like huge waffle tee black that has a big hole here and a big hole here. Ooh, I like it. Yes. <laughs> this is like my go-to <laughs> outfit right now. <laughs> you're, you're like Alex. He has clothes. Like he, his pair of around the house shorts <laughs> have a hole in the crotch that is the size of the shorts. And I keep trying to throw them away, like gently, like moving them closer and closer to the trash can. And he's always like, no, no, those are my house shorts. And I'm like, but there's literally, you have to wear underwear under them because there's a giant hole in the crotch. But they, they're so comfy, he says. Well, leggings are really, really tricky because they can't be too tight in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. And they can't be the wrong length. I'm short, but yes. I'm chubby. So oftentimes they hit me really weird um, on my ankle. And then um, sometimes you get some that are really, really hot yeah you know like unbreathable yeah yeah so when you find like the perfect stretchy pair of leggings mm -hmm. and then, i don't have a pair right now really? like my old my my pair that i've had that were maternity <laughs> <laughs> not but not right, like the big giant one really but they had a high weight. top I and they were so soft and i i yeah. got the hole in the crotch which honestly i don't mind little breathing you're around you're at home by yourself you can breathe that's fine i always wear like a long yeah, like tunic. shirt or tunic or something over it. I finally, they they had reached a point where they were like so see-through mm -hmm. that like you kind of could see my, you couldn't, you couldn't kind of, you could fully see my butt crack, <laughs> you know, like you just, they were done. They were done. And I finally let them go and I haven't found a replacement yet. Well, I'll tell you what I was Googling yesterday, which is a unitard. Ooh, I, I have one of those. And it so is. So is it sleeveless? Is it like nope. a strap? It is full flash dance. Oh. Uh, it is. Uh, it's got these little capped sleeves. Yes. And it has a really low scoopy, scoopy neck. neck. Yep. And it is great. It is great. It's very comfortable. Oh, Chip's coming to say hi. Hi, Chippy. Hi, honey. He's coming yeah, to say so, hi. Yeah. So I mean, when I in the '90s, when leggings were around the first time, and we had like I would always have like a um, chiffon baby doll dress. Yes. Which I would wear over a unitard. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is the perfect outfit. 
Yeah. For really any time. I'm realizing what I want, though, is one that's like spaghetti strapped. Really? Yeah. Because the sleeves, because I've put on some COVID weight, they do kind of cut in a bit. And that is, it used to be like my most comfortable outfit. And now it does kind of like sausage me yeah. <laughs> a little bit in the arm area. Yeah. So. Well, I Googled it yesterday and almost pulled the trigger. Um, there's a lot. There's there's more available, I think, than there used to be. Yeah. Um, Everybody, I was clothes shopping because everything I own is is real ratty right now. Everything is kind of just falling apart. And I needed to go show clothes shopping two years ago. Right. I never did. So now it's like really <laughs> hitting a point where pretty much everything I own is pajamas. It's like shirts that you've been like, ah, oh, you can get a few more years out of this if it's in the pajama drawer. But then everything now is just... <laughs> It's all of that. So I was looking and I was like, I'm loving that. Like I was looking at H&M, Forever 21, you know, all your usual cheaper suspects and everything is uh, unitards and tunics. It's yeah. like every it's COVID style. And I'm, I was like, this is perfect. Everything is very comfortable looking. I bought oh, another sweatshirt dress. Another shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Forever 21 has these matching. Uh, they're, they're not jams anymore. They're not doing, they're not pajamas, but they're like a matching like, tube top situation with matching pants and I was like that's Emma Arnold all over it <laughs> it's just but their sweats the sweatsuit material you know I was like oh yeah oh so I'm gonna get those just can't wait to see that I'm a little scraggly because my so my parents have been over every day this last week and last week too uh digging holes and filling those holes back up that's what we've been doing for two weeks my my stepdad was having nightmares because they put this house on sewer in like 2009, but it was on septic for years and years in a well. But the septic was empty and just underground. Oh, right. And they were worried it was going to collapse. Yeah. And he was having night. He's a plumber and he was having <laughs> nightmares about me or the one of the kids just going through the ground and getting stuck in there. And he's like, you don't always have your phone on you. You could be stuck in there and oh, suffocate, be crushed by it's dirt. 2020, man. Yeah, that for sure really is going to happen. <laughs> so they dug it all. They dug up the entire septic system this week and then filled it with uh, gravel. So I have shoveled. We uh, It took 10 and a half tons of gravel. I helped oh them shovel God. this week. Yeah, it's been so much. And then after that, they were like, well, my parents are, they are such, they retired this year, finally. Thank God. And they have been so busy. It's hilarious. Like every day, my mom's like, we're going to come over and we're going to dig up those trees and then we're going to replant them. I'm like, just <laughs> go take a nap, please. My God. Don't but, you have a magazine you need to read? <laughs> For reals. <laughs> and she makes me like, I, it's, you know, you're, I feel like kind of embarrassed because she'll come over and I'm like upstairs reading my fantasy novel you know reading about magic and swords and then they'll i can hear them down there like digging i'm like well i can't fucking sit up here and read while my 60 year old parents are down <laughs> digging holes and stuff but there's a tractor in my backyard right now they're right now they're scraping up all the grass because they're worried there's too much cheat grass oh yeah um which was true when we moved in moved in it was cheat just grass is weeds. such a menace and yeah and it's it it gets in the dog's Once paws. I started watering, it just shot up again. Yep. So we're scraping all that. We're putting down seed. We planted a bunch of trees. So I've been hanging out with them nonstop, which normally would drive me a little crazy. But because it's COVID, I'm like, when are you guys coming back over? <laughs> um, See, I actually called my mom twice this week, and she never called me back. Really? <laughs> which is weird. She's not really good at the phone anyway. Like, I don't want to have a phone conversation with her. But I am a little bit like, okay, well, 
Yeah. What are you doing? It's like when you blow off your mom, that's a given. Right. But when your mom so blows like, you I off, wasn't you're like, going to, if you were going to call me, I wasn't going to answer. So, I mean. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but also, what are you doing? <laughs> Do you think she's mad about your letter? Um, so I didn't send the letter. You didn't send the letter. Do you want to explain? Yeah. So about two and a half months ago, my mom sent me a letter and we had had a couple of interactions previously about the state of the world, 2020, all of that. Obviously, I'm very anti-Trump. Um, my mom's a Republican. I don't think she actually voted for Trump, but she still just only reads the Wall Street Journal. So she is indoctrinated with sort of um, belief systems that I do not subscribe to. She's a, if they just protested peacefully, I would support it kind of person. Like yeah. she's not, she's not a terrible, she's not like a shitty Trumper by any stretch of the mind. Right. Like, and she's raised three, three, two. How many sisters do you three. have? Three, three wonderful, very strong children, very smart women in, in your family. Like you clearly were raised by somebody who believes in women's rights but also kind of has that like weird. Like she would never self-identify as a feminist. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she was, it was she was, came of age in the seventies where there was two factions, either you were a militant feminist or you didn't believe in that. Mm -hmm. And she, I think she believes in women's rights and you know, women having careers and women having choice and all that kind of stuff. But she would just never say that she's a feminist. Yeah. So anyway, she sent me this letter and she said, well, I don't want to be, I don't want my one vote to um, cause so much strife, but you know, in my family. And I was so mad when I got the letter. Meaning she, she's not gonna vote for Biden? Like no, she's abstaining meaning that or? She feels that we're holding Trump against her. Oh, okay. Cause she didn't vote. She, she just decided she couldn't vote for Trump, but she couldn't vote for Hillary. Okay, okay. So um, she just didn't vote for anybody in 2016. Right. But okay. because she's a Republican, she thinks we blame everything on her, which yes, totally, <laughs> but not really. Like, I mean, it's I'm your just fault. like, we don't also have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't feel like we can, we're not the kind of family that can have productive political conversations mm -hmm. that don't just like descend into screaming madness. Yeah. It just, we're not that family. Um, and so I just kind of try to avoid it, but she feels like she really wants to talk about this stuff and have discourse. And so she sent me four articles um, from the Wall Street Journal, all written by old white men about issues that she thinks that we should be able to discuss as family members. I did not respond. And then I like woke up. I've woken up a couple of times just really angry about it because for me, the problem is she says, I don't want my one vote. It's not one vote. It's your entire belief system is representing things that I find so destructive to our community, to our culture, to our uh, democracy. <laughs> like, it's not just that you voted for one bad person because you didn't even vote for Trump. Yeah. But uh, so this morning or last week, I woke up and I wrote her this whole letter that was about what my beliefs are. And I just listed everything that I believe in that I think she doesn't necessarily believe in. It was a great, um, so you, and you sent it to me and I was like, damn, this is a great letter. I, it was really inspired. Yeah. Like I was just gripped by this, um, putting it all out on the paper. And I actually put a stamp on it. It was Sunday night. I put a stamp on it, hung it up 
uh, on the mailbox. And then Monday morning, I took it down. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What, what were you thinking? Because I just don't, I think, like, like I said before, sh- we are not the family that can have um, productive conference about, about yeah. real issues. And I know that she would not have taken it in the spirit that I wrote it, which is, I want you to know that I disagree with you and that I really want to have build a relationship on things that we have in common and to emphasize those things because we do have things in common. Um, but I just, I just didn't knew she wouldn't take it that way. She would then respond back, which is what I didn't want. I didn't want to, I don't want to get into a dialogue about it. So, well, because it was a very, the letter to me was very like, I need you to understand that I already, I'm 40. <laughs> I have a belief system Yeah. because she's sending you these articles like, well, if you would just read this stuff and it's like, you're like, I have a belief system and you, you very articulately spelled out exactly what that was. And I, you know, I, I think you're probably right. Like it would feel like, I think a lot of times with, with the boomers, when you talk about this stuff, it's, it's like a, an attack when you're like, I'm, I'm just telling you what I think, you know, I, this yeah. is just what I think. And, and even more so when it's a parental child situation. For sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, my mom, I still think, thinks that, and I don't, I don't know that she thinks it, um, or that she thinks about it in this way, but I think she thinks because she's the parent that she's going to teach me something. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't need her to teach me anything because I already know what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny because I feel like a lot of times too, like my parents are really progressive and they're really open to those conversations. Um, and it, it, we have kind of the opposite relationship where my mom was like, honey, what are the young people saying about Kamala? You know, yeah. she's like, what do people, what do, what do the kids think about Biden? And when you tell her, she's like, oh, okay, okay. Like she's very open to that stuff. Um, but at the same time, I don't know, like I can tell she's, she's very moldable. Like, you know, I think like when 20 years ago, she was much more, uh, like liberal. And now I think she's much more like radical leftist, you know, (laughs) like she's definitely, but I, you know, at least we both have like semi-progressive ish parents, you know, I, I really feel for people that have like Trumper parents. My friend Todd Masterson, who's an amazing comedian who you should check out. His mom lives back in Ohio. She is pro Trump and she, Con- and he's gay he's married is it to a man and she's constantly sending him stuff that's like pro-trump and he's always just like mom if and he like i think that they've kind of given up trying to they're just kind of like they've tried to change your mind but then it's just a i, I it's funny because sometimes people will be like you need to talk to your parents and you're like you you're not going to change a trumper's mind at this point i just don't think you are we are a month away from the election <laughs> no you and know? i like, don't want to try yeah you know like i'm just at the point where i'm just like i don't even want to have this conversation with my mom i'm not going to change her mind she is not going to change my mind and i really appreciate like we should be having conversations with people and you know yeah. we should be sharing what you know i get it but i'm not going to do it with my mom right now i'm just not i don't have it in me I felt for a while like it was important and I was having those conversations like Alex's mom who I adore she's just the most amazing person but she is married to someone who like is very pro-Trump and she's kind of she's more like she used to be really progressive because she was married to somebody really progressive now she's married to somebody this is the boomer thing that's yeah. what my mom is yeah. like she only reads the Wall Street Journal because my dad gets the Wall Street Journal yeah 
And they, she believes what they tell her because they're all middle-aged and old white men. And she was raised yeah, to believe you listen that, to those guys. To, that if it's in the Wall Street Journal, then that is the truth. Oh, like my, that's it. My mom, even my mom is progressive. She loves David. Uh, you know, he always writes for, he's. Uh, oh, David Brooks. David Brooks. My mom loves yeah. David Brooks, loves him. And she's my always My parents like, went to see him when he was here. <laughs> yeah. And my parents are so progressive. And my mom's always like, oh, you would have loved David Brooks on PBS last night. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't have mom. <laughs> I wouldn't have loved him at all. I would have been totally revolted by him. And we finally, she was like, I don't understand. And I explained my reason. She goes, I to- well, I totally hear what you're saying, and I and but to, to her, it's like that's the young kids. That's what they're doing. She's so supportive of it, but she's like, well, we like David Brooks, you know, yeah. and and it, it's just like even though I explained like all the stuff with him about, you know, like what a hawk he's been over the years, she was like, oh, that's so true. But you know, he is really articulate. <laughs> like, oh, they love God, the articulate. They do, they do. They love a calm. <laughs> Like a calm, older man, an older white guy who will like vote Republican, but lean their way. Like, I feel like my parents are like, they're like the typical liberals who like, because they grew up, they've been living in Idaho so long and they've had to like deal with so many just complete conservative shitheads when there's like a, oh, here we go. It's a plane. Uh, When there's like a moderate Republican who's willing to like give you a pat on the head, they love that guy. They just are so all about it. Yeah, so. well, at least your parents and my parents aren't like Dave's mom, who believes the conspiracy theories. Oh, God. And she is so uninformed. She gets some kind of a, like, newsletter that comes, I think, via the Mormon church or something. But so for her, COVID is a conspiracy. Oh, no. Um, and then my favorite is every time we talk about um, <laughs> climate change, she subscribes to the fact that, or to the fact, not the fact at all. <laughs> she subscribes to this completely insane theory that the earth has shifted on its axis. Oh, okay. When, sure. um, when there was the big a tsunami in Japan. That is a conspiracy theory? <laughs> yeah. And that's what's causing climate change. Wow. Nothing that people, that humans No, 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 done. no. The earth has shifted on its uh-huh. axis. Yeah. Wow. And I... I just have to bite my tongue when she comes over because there is no, there's just no Where do you start? convincing. Where do you her start? Other, and like, I'm just like, I'm not going to talk to you about this. This is completely bonkers. That's kind of how I feel about Alex's mom. Cause she's, you know, she's a country gal. She yeah. grew up, uh, up in, uh, Northern Idaho and that their whole family used to be fairly progressive. Um, but then just kind of, over the years, her, his dad and mom just kind of, they started watching Fox News. Actually, there's no mystery to it. They started watching Fox News and they've become more and more far right. And, um, but she, you know, we talk, she has bees. We talk beekeeping. Right. That's what I mean. Like, I'm just at this point, we just need to really emphasize the ways in which we can get along with the people that we have to get along with. I do have, I'm really wanting to just that's it. That's all I can do. I do feel like as a comedian, I have this weird sweet spot with them because like we'll we'll be out to dinner with his uh, mom and stepdad. I don't stepdad. It's just like her mom, the mom's husband because it's not like he was around. But um, and one time we were out and they were started talking about immigration and they were like, we're going off about it. And I was like, that's fucking horseshit. You guys don't really believe that. Those are just people. Those are just people in a bad circumstance. And because I, I they respect me as a like comedically when people respect you, you can kind of get away with like 
just being like, that's fucking dumb. And people are like, Ur. but it didn't change their worldview. They didn't go home and turn off Fox News and be like, that Emma Arnold, she's right about immigrants. You know, it's like, it didn't change anything. I do love, she, I, she's like, she reminds me of my rowdy Aunt Sue who died from salmon. Cause she will call me and be like, well. She didn't die from salmon. No, no, she <laughs> died in salmon. She lives uh, from there salmon. There's a place called salmon. Yes, <laughs> she died. She died in a car wreck, unfortunately. But she was like, you know, very rowdy and country and um, just loud, you know, just like one of those big boisterous loud country gals. And his mom is like that. And the other day she called me and she was like, well, we were out on the boat. And I'd had, I'd been day drinking. I'd had a few too many. And turns out you can't be keep drunk, okay? And she sent me a picture and her eyes were swollen shut because she was drunk and she tried to get into the hive and they stung the fuck out of her because of course, because you're just banging around. And I was like, honestly, that's a perfect mother-in-law for me. She's just out there drunk beekeeping. I was like, this is amazing. Phenomenal. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, we got, you made a I, list for us. We have a list of things. I did. My dad just butt dialed me. Oh, great. Um, Perfect. That's the only time he calls. Okay, yeah. And what's sort of funny is I have some notes from like two years ago that I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> um, I wish these leaves would stop it. Would you guys, would the wind quit it? We're trying to do a podcast. Because we had one that said tread water forever, hanging forever. Oh, tread water forever, hanging forever. Sounds Werewolf like where baby. I was at a few years ago. Werewolf baby. <laughs> Uh, that's a new movie I'm writing, actually. I've been complaining to Alex every day that there are not enough werewolf movies, and now I'm writing one called Werewolf Baby. That's amazing. This is one, actually, that's from last, last two years ago, but we could still do this one. Christmas card with all the bad things. Oh, yeah. That that's would be way better. for 2020, yeah. right? Yeah. 2020, everybody's Christmas card should be, like, a competition of who had the worst year and in the family and the the winner gets like a, a an amazon gift card <laughs> oh no nobody's shopping with amazon because they're the devil uh, a co-op gift card we'll say nope they're bad too actually i heard in too so fucking so winco i have something that i want crowdsourced by trolls which i think should be a new segment yeah <laughs> yeah i like it okay so we moved houses uh in december and we just live one street over from oh, where we congrats, used to. by the way. You accidentally <laughs> sent me what your house is worth instead of to Dave. I thought that was so funny. You, like, sent me a screenshot of what your house is worth. And I was like, fucking congrats. Well, you know why I did that? Because Dave, like, Dave deleted Zillow because he got so offended at how much the real estate prices fluctuate within the day. Really? Yeah. Like, $10,000. Oh, funny. Huh. Yeah. So he... He deleted it and uh so but i still had it and i looked at the house the other day i was like oh this is gonna really get him you know because yeah. it like went up fifteen thousand dollars you know and then it goes down ten thousand dollars <laughs> so that's why i said that but i didn't mean to send it to you i was actually checking what time we were gonna meet and then i was like i'm sending this picture today oh. <laughs> well um, congratulations by the way for getting thanks. getting some equity going i'm proud of you <laughs> we'll see who knows um so we moved into this house and all of a sudden, like when the weather started getting nice, we noticed there was a drone in the neighborhood. Like in the air, like a... Like a drone in the air. Okay. Not high up drone. Like, I, you know, maybe 100 feet, maybe 75 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually like was looking at me in my front window one day. Okay. 
cool. So realized that it's the, you know, militant. Um, oh, my God. Miniature militant asshole that lives about four houses down. So it's not a kid. I was like, oh, maybe no, no, it's no, a no, kid. No. no, this is like no, an no, adult. No. It's a it's a guy. I think oh. he's in his 60s. And he has a sign on his house that says, um, your smile, you're on camera. Um, he has three big bully breed dogs. He's about five feet tall. So I think there's something there. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah, could be. I don't know what, Some but psychology. it feels like that's related. Yeah. So every single day for at least an hour, this guy drives his drone up and down our street looking into everybody's that's the creepiest fucking thing i've ever heard it makes me so insane and so i actually like i did all the research it's completely illegal like there's ordinances there's laws yeah like he has to follow a very specific protocol if he's flying this drone none of which he does but of course he claims that everything that he's doing is legal i actually called the like the police department neighborhood i don't know they have some cop that comes out who's like you know yeah they're like a cop but not a cop right yeah Yeah. and it's like neighborhood situations and i wish that's what the name of it was (laughs) yeah i mean this guy was so ineffective he was such a douche and he just talked to this other old white guy and they both agreed this is totally fine but oh, it's cool. completely unnerving because he's recording and you yeah. can tell it's and he's creepy. like he's we're sitting in our backyard which has tree shade and he just parks that drone and just watches you that's so disturbing i'm like he's a pervert yeah he's a peeping tom probably a pedophile yes at, you know, a peeping Tom at the least, but that's weird pedophile behavior. That's sitting across from the cool, the school. Creepy. And he does it like, every, I'm not even exaggerating. It's every single day. Jesus. He, and he goes through multiple batteries because he like takes it up and down his backyard. He's never around. You don't ever see him, but you can see the drone. And he claims that it doesn't bother anybody else. This is not true. I had a, a sign made, like a metal, like, sign that's got it's white with the red line behind it, it says no drone and i put it in my front <laughs> this window. is how serious you are you made a metal <laughs> this sign this makes me insane and i put it up and it makes him crazy this sign like he walks his dogs by and every time he sees it, he's like oh this is the best neighborhood nemesis <laughs> i've ever heard a story about I of course it's your story of course it hate is. this guy and i cannot figure out what to do like if I, I so mention it to a guy, they're like, <laughs> shoot it down. You just got to shoot it down. I'm like, well, you're not supposed to shoot a firearm in city limits. Yeah. No, a, a gun could get you into trouble, but a water balloon filled with paint? I don't think it could. It's in your backyard. What? We were juggling. I don't know that you could throw a water balloon with paint that far. I mean, I guess you have some kind of a... Are you are you challenging me? <laughs> you think I won't train up for this opportunity? Uh turns out i can how far how far are we talking here well it just depends i mean oh my god maybe we could enlist somebody it's definitely like if you look at it up in the sky a paintball gun you know you, you can gun. see it you can see that it's a drone yeah and it's they're supposed to be like 300 feet high yeah i guess um but he's never i mean he's always just over the roof line i'm telling you i think a paintball gun because you could get one of those snipery ones you could hide yeah. in your house with it and you could pop that sucker. You're not shooting a firearm. They're quiet. They're airsoft. Yeah. You could pop that baby. And every time he replaces it, just shoot it again. And if he if he comes and tries to confront you, be like, I'm not sure what you're talking about. 
Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to do that. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not yeah. going to admit to it. No, no, no. Yeah. Just <laughs> So I got really, really angry the other day because we try and sit out like at about six o'clock and just we have this little area where we sit in our backyard and we just have to, you know, like a half hour yeah. of quiet time. But instead, there's this, it sounds like a weed eater. Yeah, they're loud. And hovering and, and looking at it. It's us. a horny weed eater. It's, it's so disarming. I can't even tell you. No, I would be really disturbed. It's happened to us once up at my parents' cabin, uh, my family's cabin. Right. We were up there and very often, it's completely isolated. There's a bunch of trees around it. The, the lake is on one side. You can see another cabin. But if you're on the other side, you are totally isolated within trees. And like, you don't have, like, there's neighbors, but everybody has a lot of space. And I usually tan naked outside, you know, on the other side. So nobody could yeah, see you because you're in an area where you're you in have the woods. a reasonable expectation of privacy. Yes, absolutely. And then one time my, my parents were actually up, uh, this last year, we were cutting down some trees to make some, some boards that they wanted to plane and, um, doing firewood. And we were all sitting around the fire and this drone comes in, drops down, hangs right over our fire and just hangs there yeah. for like. Long enough, we all flipped it off. Right. Nothing happened. I finally picked up a rock and threw it. And my mom was like, oh, no, honey, don't. And she was like, it might be one of the kids down the street. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You, you bring a drone up into the country and sit it over somebody's house. Like, what is, you're just lucky I don't, somebody doesn't shoot it. And then it went away and we never saw it again. And I was like, well, maybe they saw me throw a rock at it. And they're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to lose my $400 or $1,000. I don't even know how much those are. Yeah, well, his is, I think, really nice. Probably really very expensive. expensive. They probably start at 400 Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he's so obsessed with it. And so Dave had an interaction with him at one point where he basically told him, I was really proud of Dave because he's the kind of guy who just, you know, he does not going to have an interaction and a fight with anybody. No, very non But he, it pissed him off so bad that he had a shouting match with this guy. Dang, Dave. And then that's when I called the cop. And then the cop did nothing and he agreed. And so, of course, it's never stopped. But I got so mad the other day that I was like, what can I do to this guy that would just embarrass him or cause him some kind of discomfort? Because he causes me so much discomfort. Mm -hmm. And so I had this whole idea in the middle of the night that I was going to sign him up for a mail order bride. (laughs) (laughs) I love I love how nuclear you go so fast. I was like, I was like, you know what we're going to do? The meanest thing I can think to do, we're going to get him on the local news because that would embarrass him. Like, right. I'm sure they would do a segment on like drones in Idaho. You know, right. like, are drones watching you in your own neighborhood? They would love that. And you're like, I'm going to sign him up for a marriage. <laughs> well, I thought that, so he's got a wife. Oh, this oh he's married. Other, okay. He's married. He has a wife. And like I said, they're like in their early 60s. Every single day, she drags a tire. <laughs> Have you seen this with like a belt? Oh, it's like a, it's like a CrossFit thing, <laughs> yeah. but like in Up the neighborhood. Up and down our street at like six a.m. <laughs> That's incredible. I said, That's they're inc- training for something. I don't know what it is. The drone Olympics, apparently. <laughs> That's hilarious. So he has a wife. So I thought, well, that would be really embarrassing for him to like get information in the mail about getting a mail order bride. Like, like he yeah. requested all this info. Yeah. Because he's bonkers. Like if you see this guy, you're like, oh, he's for sure crazy. Yeah. So I'm sure she knows <laughs> yeah. he's crazy. Yeah. Right? So, but you know what the thing is, like the mail or bride thing anymore, it, there's no mail. <laughs> no. It's all online Yeah, now. I don't even know how you get stuff mailed to his house anymore. You'd be like, no, you so- get his email. <laughs> also, I feel like he'd just end up marrying that 
know. It's probably a favor. <laughs> yeah, so I did all this research on mail You're order bad at revenge. Okay, this is why people no, have gotten no away with hurting you. Like the guy who almost killed you in Texas is because you're like, yes. Well, what if I get you a hot young woman from another country? Oh, boy, I'll be sorry then. No, it was so stupid. <laughs> I was just so hot that I just like I gotta do something. You do. So uh, then I was like, well, what else can I mail him? And so <laughs> I'm like doing all this research online. I'm like on Reddit and everything. So um, in the end, I um, got a free sample of Depends mail to Usually in this situation- Take that, Take asshole. that, take that. Oh my God. <laughs> You, so that's why I was like, I need some help figuring out what you, to do. For real. We need to up your, your, normally I would be like, don't, don't, you know, like maybe there's like an agreement you could come to, but this is so extreme. I'm like, let's escalate this. Should we ask, let's escalate this for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this can be a weekly segment. Uh, in every two weeks you come back in, you've escalated, he's escalated. It's going to well, just, just be ongoing. I just don't naturally have this the ambition to like be shitty. Yeah. My, my, my solution is always to deescalate and to find a real workable solution. Yeah. I love a workable solution. We're living in the era of no workable solution. No, and he's not interested. It's like, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. <laughs> like- and you've made your point clear of all he had to, all he has to do is avoid your yard. Oh yeah. Like he could have been like, well, you don't like it. So I'll just, or, you know, honestly, we were like, if it was once a week, like, yeah. who gives a fuck? We live right next to a school, yeah. which is unoccupied <gasps> for most of the time. He could go over there. Do you think that's why he has a park. drone? He's a fucking pervert. That's why he has a drone. And he's like, nobody can tell me what to do. Um, I, I think you need to contact the local news and be like, there's this guy. He runs his drone around. The, he's looking in people's windows. The cops won't do anything because they say it's legal. I want you to do a story. You know, Maggie O'Mara follows me yeah on on the twitter i could we could hit her up and be like boy do we have a scoop for you (laughs) you know but it is gross and it's a huge invasion of privacy and i posted it on like our the boise bench dwellers thing and before they deleted my post did they delete it yeah there was a lot of people that were like well i have a drone and i can tell you for sure that that's not legal and that you would never do that and the drone community would not support that no Okay, so let's think. We need to think eye for an eye. Okay, let's think here, because so he is. We don't. I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars on a drone. No, no, no. But you need to. How do we invade his privacy? Right. In a way that would feel equally. This guy would lose his mind. Yeah. If somebody was doing what he's doing to other people. How 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 many doors down is he from you? He's across the street, and he's three houses down. Okay. Okay. Down. Okay. What if you put a sign in your yard that says his address is uh, like because you can can you defame people on your own property? We're gonna need <laughs> we're gonna need a lawyer. Uh, I'll talk to I'll talk to my well, lawyer. This is why I wanted to do a new segment, which is um, crowdsourcing. Yeah, trolls. Tell us because Get, clearly shout these, at us. these was like internet people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know how many viewers we currently have, but it's probably two to three. And then after this comes out, we'll get around 160 is our usual go. But those people probably have some ideas. Um, I will give you a free jar of honey if you can come up with a good way to escalate this and to because I do feel like it's a taste of your own medicine situation. Like he needs a taste of his own medicine. What I think is key about it is that he is so 
sneaky and anonymous. Like I'm one of the few people in the neighborhood who actually know who it is. Ooh, uh, you need a. You, maybe we need to do a mailer. And we go and we mail it to everybody in the thing that says this person, and it's anonymous, you can't be traced back to you, but it says this person is spying on the neighborhood with his drone. Except that I've had a sign now in my front window for about two and a half months that says no drone. Yeah, but that's, but people just think, what does that mean? Right. If they haven't noticed the drone, they just think, oh, weird. What does we that mean? We have had a number of people stop like when they're on their walk and say like, yeah, we hate that guy. What's the deal? Why is he allowed to have a drone? And. Is there maybe a petition? You could start a petition. Um, I think if none of that works, uh, why don't we just egg his house? I'm a big fan. Well, it's smile. He's you're on camera. So? I mean, I flip him. I flip off the camera every time I walk by. But he wants that. Guys like that. So that's the whole thing when people like that. He I gets off on it for sure. It's like all this, all these people who are always like on Twitter and they're like, um, okay, Trump. If, and you're like, no, the cruelty is the point. Yeah. They want to do this. They want you to feel shitty. They want you to feel invaded. It's part of the kink, you right. know? He's definitely getting a boner yeah. that we're sitting in our backyard flipping him off. Yeah, he wants you to be mad. He thinks that's part of it. So instead, I, I mean, I just think maybe we, we dress in all black and we go teepee and egg his house. Uh, we could do the flaming bag of poo trick. I really have thought about the flaming bag the of poo. The flaming bag of poo trick might be the way to go. We could go and stuff like dead chickens in his air vent i hear that works I've i did the um raw meat in behind the refrigerator at somebody else's house but i haven't figured out how to get into his house yet. you did the raw meat behind a refrigerator <laughs> at someone else's you didn't get them a mail order bride that time no who when did you do raw meat behind well, the refrigerator? this was many many years ago but it was a ex-boyfriend I I was friends with his roommate and so um, was able to get into his house after we broke up. And I did the raw meat. I took a, a, a frozen hamburger, threw it behind the fridge. They actually, I heard later, they had to move out of the apartment. Wow. Because they could never find the horrible rotten meat smell, which rotten meat smell is it's like incredible. top of the line. It's real bad, smells. yeah. Um, and then I did a lot of things like I put salt in all the condiments, like heavy duty salt in all the condiments. Yeah. Um, I dusted. That's good. That's a good one. Salt in the condiments. Most of his room with his pillowcase. I don't remember what you else. dusted Something, it? What do you mean? Like, like his, you know, he was like a gross, dirty. Like you, you cleaned like it I, up? Like, <laughs> but with his pillowcase and then put it back on his pillow. Oh, I see. So I see. So his pillowcase was all Amazing. Filthy. Amazing. <laughs> you're like you're like itty bitty vindictive it's like little things that that like he was probably such a gross turd he didn't even notice that with the pillowcase but i love that no the only thing that i really think worked from that was the hamburger behind the fridge that's a that's a good one yeah but you have to get into the house yeah they wouldn't to penetrate the zone i don't have a lot of i don't think i've ever done anything like that uh my ex-father-in-law when he broke up with this woman he had been seeing for a few years she took raw chickens and she stuck them in all the ducting around the house and uh that was a good one that worked (laughs) it was bad and they like didn't figure out the smell for months they could not figure it out and it was bad. It was a it was a really good revenge one. And he had it coming, honestly. They were both <laughs> terrible people. And I was like, you both deserve a chicken in your duct, honestly. So, but yeah, let's crowdsource that. If we are honey to anybody who comes up with what to do with Drone Man, we need I mean, actually, we call him Drone Boy, which drone I hope boy. someday he knows yeah. that we call him Drone Boy because I think it's all about like, 
you know, his masculinity, yeah. proving his manhood. And if he knew we referred to him as boy, I think that would, would he him. be furious. <laughs> God. Yeah. God, what a prick. My neighbors are uh, so far very nice. Everybody else is, yeah. is totally pleasant and delightful, except our crazy lady that lives behind us. She was actually, we knew she was crazy before because she lived down the street from us when we were on the other side. And I think really she had, she had some kind of traumatic brain injury oh. that has made her um, an unbearable human. Yeah. And she has, she's like in lawsuits with lots of people. Oh, yikes. Oh, no. Yeah. But she almost did get ran over like on purpose by a lady who was driving down our street a few months ago. And I can't believe I missed it because the lady was totally right in like attacking her, but I don't think she knew who she was. But this neighbor, Sherry, she like flips people off as they drive down the street. She screams profanity. What neighborhood are you living in? <laughs> I live in a really garbage poor neighborhood and everybody's just like, hey, Jay, how's it going? You know, everybody's just super nice. Yeah, no, it's just these two. Everybody else is really chill, but um, <laughs> she's, she's like certified nuts. So in like, Pretty, pretty harmless, but she's very vicious verbally. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she um, was taking her dog for a walk down the street and she flipped somebody off because she thought they were going too fast. And this lady like tried to run her over, Ooh. like full on ran up into somebody's lawn. Actually, the person wasn't feeling getting flipped off that day. <laughs> was not feeling it. Drove around the block and came at her again. Ooh. <laughs> I like that perseverance. And what was like crazy that. was I heard like all this ruckus outside because I was in on the couch and I was like, I, Dave came in to talk to me and I was like, it must be something with Sherry. Something's going on with Sherry. And lo and behold, oh it was like God. the whole thing. Like the police came. The vehicle was found abandoned. Your neighborhood <laughs> is so exciting. My God. But how come I didn't Wait, get so the person just it? left their car? They're yeah. like, they'll never get me now. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it wasn't somebody from our neighborhood who it very likely could have been because yeah. many of us would have liked to run her, yeah. run her over. Just that's enough. That's what I think Trumpers are going to figure out in the next, whatever happens with the election. I think that that's what people don't realize about non like people who are non-confrontational is that when you push, like they'll put up with so much. And then when you push them too far, it's all chickens and the ducks <laughs> after that. Like there's nobody can hold a grudge. Like, because I'm a non-confrontational person, right. you know? And so it is just sort of, you're like, well, what are we in for here? <laughs> Man, what a fun neighborhood. Yeah, pushed to the edge for sure. The and most exciting thing that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. The most exciting thing that's happened to me, I was just trying to think of something, is when we very first moved in, I was out mowing the lawn and I was wearing, it was really hot. It was back when I was like 100. I was wearing like a tube top kind of a thing and some shorts and I was mowing the lawn and this car pulled up all blacked out windows uh, Cadillac, but even the front window blacked out. Oh, pulls up, into, like um, pulls up next to the street where I'm mowing, and I like stop the mower because I think someone's gonna get out and talk to me, and they just stay there, and I'm kind of like, oh, okay, but they're like right in front of my house. They're like clearly and like right up on like kind of up on the grass a little, like off, off on the curb, and so I'm kind of like standing there. So then I'm like, okay, well, yuck. So I just went inside. And then uh, they started to drive away. And I was like, well, maybe they were just like checking their phone or something. So I come back out. They see me come back out. They back up and pull back in the same spot. And so I went and got Alex. And I was like, someone's trying to murder me. Yeah. <laughs> someone's trying to murder me. And he was like, oh, fuck. But then we realized that our house is listed as a business. Um, and I'm not going to say what kind because people could look up my address. But 
not a kosher one okay <laughs> not a not something you want your house to be listed as oh. and I think it was for sure you know this had been a rental my parents had this is my childhood home and my parents had been renting it out for a little while and uh they I am pretty sure that it was just a people were selling drugs out here of course they sure. were so it was listed as this like incredibly sh already shady business and then this person was probably like oh I wonder if I can get some drugs from her, which you can't, apparently. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, but it was very creepy. Yeah, I was going to ask you, can I get some drugs from you? Or um, I do have, uh, I do have uh, some, some stuff that helps your kidneys and bladder feel better. It's pretty great. It makes you pee really orange. It's pretty fun oh, stuff. Oh, I hate that stuff, Isn't that though? stuff awful? Because it doesn't even help. you know what help. it does is it stains. It stains everything. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I. it's funny. They keep prescribing it to me, and I keep being like, okay, thank you. But this doesn't help me. And it's not, I don't have a bladder. It's not bladder infections that I have. It's like this bigger overall acidosis problem where right. it, even my tears hurt me. <laughs> so of course it hurts to pee, but they just keep being like, well, I'll give you some Phenadryl or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm like, no, that's not. And so I have like 85 bottles of it. If I, I probably I could start I, I, yeah, selling I, I, it. I've had that for urinary tract infections before. And I'm always like, really? What, do, is it necessary to turn your pee like hot orange? Hot orange. Well, because actually that's all it does. They just accidentally figured out that if you take this dye, it helps with a UTI. It helps the pain. It doesn't, won't help it go away. But that, that, that was a complete accident. They, it's not it's like they were. It's all complete accident. It's all an accident. <laughs> I know. It's all an accident. Uh werewolf baby i can't wait to write this movie it's gonna be so great oh, i do have an amazing idea for a movie that i'm i don't want to say because what if somebody steals it but also you know me i'll never get around to doing it do you want to hear my amazing idea yeah absolutely. okay if hollywood help wants to help me make this movie i'm telling you it's a fucking genius idea trademark right now okay first of all not just a movie okay Probably. are you in do you want to you want in on this idea it's it's you could Obviously. invest you could invest what am I doing? number one okay it's a movie but then we do theme parks based on the movie <laughs> because what is the movie about dog amusement park no. okay it's a movie about dog amusement park that uh it's, it's, I, I, I came up with this whole thing. Alex and I were joking around about it. And then I started like designing the rides. I have a whole amusement so park wait, for dogs. Is it in the human world? Okay. You it's in, dog, it's in, or it's just like dogs are human. No, no, no. It's in the human world. <laughs> okay. Um, except it's one of those, like, uh, I want to do it as an animated film because that would be easier. But what if you had this, uh, you, know, you know how like people have like the doggy daycares, sure. but what if you had, you, you know, people love to spend money on their dogs, like yeah. a $250, your dog gets to go, they get to go, I'm thinking like a hall of sniffs, okay? Like, you know how the hall of, like you have like the fun house, the hall of mirrors, but it's all sniffs. Instead, it's all things that they can smell like garbage and buttholes and just want so many good smells. And like, like a, like just a bunch of different like rides like that, that are dog based. But the movie's going to be about kind of like it's, you know, the uh, setting is the dog amusement park, but then stuff that you can chase and yes, actually yes, catch. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, there's going to be a chase, like a chase ring. And, and there's going to be a, so two sides of the park, water. a water park yeah, and a dry park, park uh there's going to be a little dog park and alex had all these he's always logistical he's like but how do you keep the dogs from attacking well here's the thing when you bring your dog in first they have to go through a room with one dog then two dogs <gasps> then five dogs then 10 then 20 and you gauge before they can get a pass you gauge how they do around different size dogs and went to get full access to the park they have to like go through basically this half hour test to show that they're non-violent and non-aggressive and then after that and then you have Which life you do find as long as the dog isn't on a leash most often they are they're pretty fine. much fine yeah 
Yeah, and they, we have lifeguards, but they're to make sure the dogs aren't fighting or, uh, you know, getting into harm otherwise. Only spayed and neutered dogs can go. And there should be, like, like the as you're entering, it's just all hydrants. Yeah, it's just, just all... Just pee yeah, on just pee on hydrant. everything. Um, uh, there, there's going to be, uh, the treat jump house and there's going to be little, little places where they can go to get little treats and stuff. I spent like all, like all afternoon while I was planting flowers, designing this in my head. But in the movie, what happens is these dogs, they go to this dog. Uh, so, you know, in there's another movie about dogs, but it's like, you're in the dog's world. The dogs talk to each other. It's like that. Okay. So like the dogs are the main characters, the dogs talk to each other and the dogs realize that the owner of the park is actually very shady and he's oh. using the park to make werewolves. Whoa. But not like the usual werewolf where a person turns into a wolf, but a dog turns into like a modicum of a person. So it's like a werewolf. I don't know what you call that. A dog wolf? I don't know. We'll have to <laughs> wear human. We're workshopping. We're workshopping that. But like he's using them for labor because he can get the dogs with, you know, this bite. If one dog bites another one, he can turn them into humans every so often. He can form like an army, a labor movement. I don't know yet. But that was my idea is a, were a werewolf dog park I amusement park. I something about like a puppy mill or like, you know, taking dogs, like finding the perfect dogs. You know, there's just that whole thing about dogs that are worth a lot of money well remember in pinocchio i remember yeah. as a child being oh, very Pinocchio's disturbed by them terrifying. turning in them into donkeys yes. i was thinking what if they turned the dogs into something else and so yeah. it's like this terrifying like the dogs realize that and like i like the idea like you know they say dogs have like the intelligence of like a four-year-old yeah. and so the dogs are like just smart enough to be like something's <laughs> wrong <laughs> you know <laughs> just like hey. and also can you make it so that not all the dogs are boys yeah no 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 yeah like of that course stupid wes anderson movie did you see it no i didn't I was see so that excited for it and it's i can't i love dogs i was yeah. like, perfect i love dogs and all of the dogs were boys except for one which was scarlett johansson oh god of course yeah of course come on Cal calvin watched that and Redo. he was furious sometimes he will get into this hilarious uh autistic rant over like a, a movie he didn't like and for like two days it's all he talks to you about and that was definitely an isle of dogs one it was he was so mad about that movie and because he was like, it was so needlessly depressing. Yeah. It was so needlessly depressing. It didn't yeah. have to act like that. It didn't have to be like that. He hated that movie. Yeah. So that's my idea. That's my idea. Race stuff going on that made me really uncomfortable too. That oh, I was God. like, mm, I'm not sure if you're the voice of this. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah. Anyway, it, it we'll redo. We'll redo. I love dogs, and it'll be a, a wonderful romp with a little bit of drama. Like Goonies style, you yeah. know, to kind of to kind of get yeah, you. Yeah, and dogs just uh, like l um, lend themselves to so many fun um, personalities and shapes and sizes. And you're going to be in the movie, and you're you're going to be there in one one of the amusement park uh, rides is uh, the hall of pe or the room of pets, and you just go and somebody talks nice to you, and you pe get petted oh, a whole lot, yes. and. So the dogs will just go in and they go through a shoot and people are like, you're so good. You're such a good boy. You're so cute. You're so cute. Yeah. And you get, they get pets and they get pets and they get pets. And then I out the shoot. I love that. My dog would be all over that. Should I love it. Them. I think it's a million dollar Thank you. idea. I want to do dog amusement parks. I want to open them all over the country. Yeah. Somebody, would somebody with dogs. That'd yeah. be so fun to like I go know. see all the other dogs and then to see your dog like enjoy. Romping around. Like the whole people would love it designed for them and, and, and you could have it on like because i was thinking how 
really those people who have opened doggy daycares, like what a smart idea. You probably make so much money. It's probably pretty easy. You're picking up poo, you're feeding them, you're making sure nobody bites, you know, another dog, but it's a lot easier than daycare, I would think. Oh yeah. You know, than little one kids. One day at a daycare and they wanted me to come back. They offered me the job. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> I worked at a bunch of day. I always liked working at daycares, but I love to be piled on by a bunch of kids. But also, I probably would never work at another daycare. You know, it's not like I'm it missing was the, it. Like, so I think it was like the two and three year olds. So they were all getting um, potty trained. Oh, yeah. And so you had to, it was basically the entire day was asking people if they had to go potty mm-hmm. and then coordinating how to get some kid into the potty while you had the other kids occupied with other things yeah and then like once one had to go then a bunch of them had to go and then the washing of the hands and the oh i feel like having been on the road with comedians i would be so good at that because i'm like (laughs) do you need to potty should you eat something have you had any water today do you need to potty do you still need to potty (laughs) this brings up one thing i wanted to talk about which is something that i've noticed my whole life and drives me completely insane in film media the trope of a bunch of teen girls in one girl's bedroom all in their underwear yeah has this ever actually happened so and it's not just a thing that i see in like it's in a lot of uh teen teen flicks yeah um but i was produced by 62 year old men with drones (laughs) right but I saw it in um, Pamela Adlon's show the oh, other really? day. Huh. And it was like her teen daughter and then a bunch of her friends. And it's not the first time that they've had this scene where they're all sitting around, you know, these beautiful live teen girls in their underwear. And I was like, you know, I had a bunch of friends in high school. I had a bunch of sleepovers. I yeah. don't remember a single time when we all stripped down and laid around in our underwear. No, like, me neither. Like, why would you do that? And I and I had, you know, some of my friends were really uptight Mormon girls, and but some of them were like free hippy-dippy girls too. And yeah. I don't feel like you spent a ton of your time naked or in your underwear together. Girls are so self-conscious. Yeah. And they are 100% self-conscious among other girls yeah their peers especially in their teens yeah that's very so true yeah you wouldn't just happening? be you wouldn't you don't just you're not just like laying around like loving your body maybe someday <laughs> maybe in a perfect world but no I even my most popular even the most popular confident like sexy girls i never saw them laying around in their underwear no. So why is that a thing? I mean, maybe we just weren't invited to those parties, but like, no. I think I was though. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I was at I, least peripheral to, to where, like, if that was going to happen, it would have happened, but I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. I don't know anybody who did it. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. I don't think. And so what is that about? It's just, it's just that horny drone thing. You know, it's just like, uh, that even women are making. That even women are making. This film. Man, that's how I felt. Did you see Birds of Prey? No. It's a superhero movie, which I normally wouldn't watch, but we watched, the the kids and I had watched the first one, Suicide Squad, and which had some very, like, heavy domestic abuse undertone stuff. And I don't keep track of any of that. Like, I don't know the Joker's, you know, actual DC backstory. I don't know Harley Quinn's actual DC backstory. Like, the nerds can yell at me all they want. I'm just kind of a casual observer. But I had watched Birds of Prey with the kids because I had heard 
that it was like much more feminist and that um, Margot Robbie was like, I want to remake this movie how it should have been without all this like, you know, patriarchal bullshit. And watching that movie, it was funny because it was so it was so bad that the kids kept pausing it to be like, this is fucking sexist. <laughs> this is so sexist. Written by a woman, produced by a woman, mm-hmm. uh, you know, directed by a woman. And throughout the whole thing, you're like, the, what my, one of my biggest gripes with movies is when they're trying to show a beautiful, skinny woman has personality. Like, she's not just pretty, okay? They always have her have, like, a very unhealthy love relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Like Margot Robbie like falls in love with an egg salad sandwich in the movie and she like mourns, she drops it and like mourns it's passing and is like obsessed with it. And it's like, is that the only way you can show us having depth? Is that the only, and it's, it's like, it's also portrayed as a masculine trait that this woman is so dope that she took on. Like she's not just a regular girl. She likes sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> like it's so frustrating. And the whole movie had that. And also the whole movie had this feeling of like, it was such a weird, like reminder that women can be just as frustratingly sexist and buy into shit where like everybody in that movie went really out of their way to show a strong female leads and to show all these female characters. And it ended up just being such a clusterfuck and then i kept seeing all these women be like i loved birds of prey so powerful blah 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 and i was like man i guess my fucking stakes are just a lot higher for this like the standard i'm expecting your movie to be at is not just that you had women eating sandwiches in it not just that you like i feel like that's the bar is like but there were women yeah yeah there and were we women. let a woman write it and direct it but it's like oh okay but so you let a woman write and direct it and produce it and whatever but you made her do just what a man would do. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, you basically like wrote out any other possibility other than this movie would be exactly the same if it was made by men. And I had heard like, it's so, because part of the reason I watch it is because, um, you know, like the neck beardy fans like were mad because they're like, Harley Quinn's supposed to be a sex symbol. She's supposed to be sexy. Margot Robbie's in her sweatpants the entire time one fucking scene she's in and that was like part of what they were like yeah for a costuming we we went out of our way to make her not like just a just a sex object like she's a fully developed person and she's in like sweatpants for like one scene where she's sad and she eats some whipped cream and then she's you know she's back to being in a superhero costume which is fine or whatever but like i don't know the whole just that was just one of those movies that i was like oh and my it was funny when my teenager sons who usually in a movie uh, like Valerian is a good example. I'm like, why is she a rank beneath him? They're co-stars, but she's a rank beneath him. Why? Why does that make? And like, he, she's a complete genius and he's a moron, but she loves him. She loves him so much. And Except they're like, that's true. That's yeah, true that is true. <laughs> and she, they kept being like, shut up. Not everything is sexist. And even they during Birds of Prey were like, everything is sexist. I was like, yeah. So, yeah. We went to the beach a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we've we've been up on all of the news and everything, and it's been pretty disheartening for Dave to realize that, you know, the patriarchy really is real. Those people really yeah. are racist. You yeah. know, I think in his heart, he just wants to be like, that's not true because I'm a decent guy. And, you know, like, you really don't want to have to to realize that 99% of your peers are mm-hmm. garbage. But so we went to this um, beach house that we rented on Airbnb, which... At some point, we got to talk about Airbnbs and how do you find a good one? Because they're always so grubby and dirty and um, just chock full of shit you don't need. 
and then like nobody has a corkscrew ever you know no um but anyway no there was <laughs> of course it was beach core beach decor because it was a beach house and they had this painting of like these two sort of renaissance or not renaissance um romantic era children on the beach like a boy and a girl but like i don't know maybe 1800s or something so they had on coat long coats and hats and everything <laughs> and dave said you know every time i see something like that now it just looks racist to me <laughs> just the time period he's probably not wrong he's probably not wrong. I, know. I, was like, I looked at him i was like yeah there's you're something along, dave you're coming along <laughs> two white kids on a beach he's like yeah. that's racist like, i'm not even sure yeah he's coming along. How, but i know it is he's coming and he's he's figuring it out <laughs> yeah. um let's talk about uh I, so I, I love that now that we started doing this, we're automatically sending each other screenshots again. <laughs> like you sent me the letter from your mom and I sent you, uh, Oh, right. So let's start with the first one, I guess. Um, so there was a guy when I first was single who had asked me out, um, somebody I went to high school with mm -hmm. and, um, we never, we never, he's Mormon, very, very strict Mormon still. And he had, at, he was, he doesn't live in Boise. He lives on the East coast, but he was like, um, I really, I really liked you in high school. I always thought you were amazing. I'd love to go out with you. And I was like, okay, but like, you know who I am, right? right. Like you saw my comedy. <laughs> you said you watched a video, like you got it. And he was like, I know I totally, I just, I, and he, he was in town for the reunion for like three weeks and I didn't go to the reunion because I was in Alaska. But when I, he was here, we, we hung out and we went on a couple of dates and he was, you know, I was like, you're lovely. You're still Mormon and recently divorced. And also you have a like two and four year old and I'm not, no thanks. I'm not doing it. And he was really, really into me. And at one point I, he very, he was very, very sweet. He's a very sweet man. But at one point he sent me uh, two dozen balloons to the house he sent me a just like so many fucking balloons and the kids were the kids were home <laughs> and i have never been roasted so hard in my life they're like who is sending you fucking balloons and i was like oh it's just somebody i went on a date with I'm like Mormon. and they were they they thought it was so funny and they still make fun of me for getting balloons so so i it was just like look eventually i was kind of just like i i really appreciate you like uh i he was he was great because he was the kind of Mormon like he does not fuck around at, like he's had sex with one person that was his wife they got divorced he was like we can kiss but no tongue you know like he was he was prepared to do like a two year no uh, no hand no handsies over closies engagement with me before we got married and I was like that doesn't work for me man um, and what like and you would convert. Yeah, and I, he, no, he was always very like, I respect your religious, you know, I, he was always like, I, and to, to be fair, I always felt like that was true. He was like, I don't care what you believe. We would get into discussions about abortion and a lot of things. And I'd be like, well, you have to understand, I disagree with you fundamentally. And I would never marry someone or even have sex with someone if you were willing to, who disagrees with me on all these things so fundamentally. But, but we had been close in high school, you know, so we still talked and stuff. So, um, then he knows my, so he knows my history. He knows who I am, all these things. So 
Uh, he got mad at me when I got engaged because he was like, I thought you said you were never getting married again. And I was like, well, I actually felt like it was pretty clear that that just wasn't to you specifically <laughs> because of our deep philosophical and theological differences. So he was pretty hurt by that. Um, and we've stayed in touch a little bit. I encouraged him. I was like, you, what you don't need is to get married. What you need is to go date. Like you're recently divorced. You have a good two or three years of finding yourself and dating. And it's such a closed community, the Mormon. Yeah. That's what's so hard is like you really, even if you know other people, you have friends outside of it. It's such a closed community. Yeah. And so you really don't know. It's so sheltered and he, you know, I, it's funny because I was just like, you have to understand what kind of wife I would make you, you know? Well, honestly, like, it would have never been a reality. No, like, it was never even, in his mind, it was something we could work through. I kept saying. But you would have gotten closer and he wouldn't have because the community yeah. would never have allowed that. Yeah, that's, you know what, you're probably right. That's probably true. His, his family and stuff probably would have been like, no, 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 no. But so he, I hadn't talked to him in a very, very long time, months, maybe longer pre-COVID, you know, probably. And uh, he randomly sends me out of the blue that text that I sent you where he's like, yeah, I got asked out by a 22-year-old today. So he's my age, 40. He's like, I got asked out by a 22-year-old. She was super beautiful. And she just approached me and asked me out and super, super cute. And I guess I still got it. So I nicely am like, that's I'm like haha very flattering but obviously don't do it she's a baby like that's that's very flattering but like for me even back when I was dating my cutoff was 26 and I actually never dated anybody under 30 because what am I going to do with a 27 year old you know like I was always just like that like for me 10 10 to 15 years is my cutoff you know yeah, 10 probably will, yeah 10 probably so um so he I sent him that and then he didn't respond and then so I was like oh my God, you went out with her. You did already, didn't you? And I was like, Jesus Christ, men are all the same. Like, because he had, the, in our time together, always played himself as like, he would always say to me, you've had these bad experiences with men. I'm not like those guys. I'm very different. I'm not sexually based. I'm not an objectifier. And because he refused to touch me, he, I always was kind of like, well, that seems to be true. Although sometimes in conversation, he would drop like, hints that he wanted like a very traditional marriage, a very patriarchal marriage, that he wanted something that included domestic discipline type stuff. And I was like, well, I, I hope you find what you're looking for. Good luck out there. Uh, well, so for me, why is that? How is that proof that he's still got it? Like, why is, yeah. why is attention from somebody who's clearly uh, immature, naive, inexperienced? Yeah. Why is that make you like you I get asked that by 22 year olds every day and it's never like flattering to me I'm always just like please don't text me again <laughs> I don't 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 DM why, me why don't message that, me why is that a value yeah to be to be admired by somebody exactly who's clearly if he, not in your peer group and also so if you got asked out by a 40 year old would you text me would you be like I got asked out by a beautiful 40 year old today like he's been dating this whole time but he's never felt like he needed to let me know when a 31 year old asked him out or when, uh, you know, he got attention from someone. Yeah, I wonder what the age cutoff would be. To 25, text 25, maybe. When do you, when do you know, like, oh, if you just got asked out by a 26 year old that you don't have it anymore. Yeah. So he texted <laughs> me back and he was very upset and he was like, I was just trying to share with you. I, yes, Emma. Yes, Emma. I love it when men use your name in a text. Yes, Emma. <laughs> and he was like, I did go out with her. 
She was wonderful and incredibly mature for her age. Oh, Ooh, they always are. They always say that. <laughs> and he was like, she was smart and and uh, smart and brilliant and incredibly accomplished and extremely religious. And nothing happened between us. Same as like what happened with us. And he was like, I don't, you know, I don't basically need to. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry that I didn't stroke your ego the way you were hoping for getting asked out by someone who is young enough, by the way, to be our daughter. I have an almost 18 year old. That's how old we are is we have someone we have made adults. Your kids are younger because you started a little later. But guess what? That's how old we are is that we have made adults at this point. And he was so upset with me. And then I didn't send it to you. And my, we're using my phone to film, so I can't read it to you. But he sent me yesterday. So I, I didn't talk to him after that. And he was very hurt. He was like, I hope we can still be friends. I wasn't trying to upset you. And I didn't say, but I didn't text it to him because it's like, like we said, like why well, try to change somebody's mind? But I was like, you know my history. You know my history of being preyed upon by a lot of older men. Like we've been friends since high school. You know that when I was around that age and younger, I was being preyed on by much older men like you. And I told him, I'm like, there's no way you could have that relationship with a 22-year-old where there's not a power dynamic. Well, and also, who cares if she's very intelligent and very bright and very beautiful and very put together? Like, also, what does that have... To, how does yeah. that justify the differential? Yeah. You know, like, well, what if she was just kind of an idiot? And what if she was immature? She was, she was dumb she, and she acted, like, two years younger than so her like, age, so, so again, it's that worse. that justifies... Yeah. You know, this completely inappropriate potential relationship? And the annoying thing is, is, like... For so long, when you talk about this stuff, I, I've started like, it would always kind of come across like men would be like, you're just jealous. You're just jealous. And I'm like, I'm not jealous that you, this like chubby 40 year old man who I went to high school with is balding. dating, balding 20 year old. <laughs> not that I mind because Alex is bald and I love it. But like, he is not, he's not like a catch. He's not gorgeous. He works for the IRS for Pete's sake. It's not like I'm like, oh my God. And I could have had you at any point and I declined. And but now also, you're trying to be like, we had those relationships. Yes. When we were 22, we were 22 and incredibly mature and bright and yeah. beautiful. And you know, now that I look back on it, I'm like, well, there was, there was actually abuse. It was damaging. Yeah. That's what I, it's not, like, not that, that I'm jealous. I'm not, my 20s I'm not outspoken about that. that because I'm jealous that these younger women are getting attention from men my age. I'm protective of young women because I know how damaging those relationships were to me when I was 22 and I was dating a 40 year old. He wasn't dating me because I was smart and beautiful and because I was so capable. He was dating me because he wanted to fuck a young woman mm -hmm. and because he wanted somebody he could control. Yeah. You know, that it always comes down to that with older guys is like they want someone who still thinks they're cool. Right. Like any guy who dates women that that young, it's because women his own age have been like you're a fucking asshole, right. you know? And so they're dating down like younger women and so I just want to protect We're young women from that. And that's the, that's the actual piece of it that's the problem. Yeah. They don't have the experience or the boundaries to, to realize that it's wrong. Because I sure didn't realize when I was 16 and my boyfriend was 30. Yeah. You know, that it was a horrible, horrible situation. And it would, it would color 20, the next 20 years of my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? when he I was wasn't a great guy. He was no. a total creep. And if I think now about somebody 30 dating somebody who's 16, 17 years old. Yeah, that's a predator. That's yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a predator. That's drone boy behavior yeah, right there. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, and I, 
That know, doesn't mean you still got it. It means you're a predator. <laughs> so then t- yesterday he sends me this text where he said that since Justice Ginsburg, Ginsburg died, he's been thinking about how close she and Justice Scalia were and how it's just like us and how he knows that we have a deep and lasting friendship, even though we have ideological differences. And I was like, fuck <laughs> off. Oh my God. You wanted to date a 22 year old. I called you a creep. And now I have to be Ginsburg. <laughs> now I have to be Ginsburg. Like, yeah, like this whole very creepy thing, you know, I was just like, we're not, we don't have a long and lasting friendship. You know why? Cause I'm not friends with 40 year olds who date 22 year olds. I'm just not also, friends with what, men who do under, that. Like under what circumstances, would that analogy be appropriate? <laughs> like, I'm going to be like, ultimately oh. the most false equivalency that you could come. I know. Like, I know. I'm like, I was just like, what are you, what are you hoping to accomplish I with this? I hope you just him the, like the laughing emoji. I, sh- I should have done that. It's so long too. We should crowdsource my response, honestly, because it was such a long text. It was one of those where you're like, you have to click to open it. And then when you see how long it is, you're like, Jesus oh Christ, uh, do I owe you even reading long this? message for the medium, pal. <laughs> and it's, it's funny. Cause like, he's one of those men, you know, when I first was out of my last relationship and I was dating and like men were nicer to me. I think this is what happens to a lot of women is like a man is nicer to you than the last man. So you think he's a really good man, but nobody who sends you balloons is a good guy, (laughs) you know, like that's not, we're adults. And I, I, you know, maybe because I'm short or like, you know, I don't know. I'm wearing overalls right now. Like maybe, maybe I am a little like immature or something, but like a lot of times men really want to infantilize me. And like, that's like I had there was a guy I had dated for a little bit I think actually I'm gonna just go ahead and stop you there and say that that is a very common experience men just want to infantilize women you're yes. right it's not me yeah. it's just men there was a guy which is why I think they have a really hard time when you don't allow that of yourself yeah when you're like I'm not oh we really you know we want women who are you know outspoken and powerful and and then you they, then they're like well but let's let's make you kind of like a baby yeah, but like a baby. Be outspoken and strong, but like a baby. A, a man that I went on two dates with, he sent me, it was a long distance thing. He lived in the Midwest. He sent me, honest to God, in the mail, he was like, I sent you a present, I sent you a present. And I was like, okay, okay. Uh, like a dollar store princess crown and like a, like a what are those called? A wand? And I was like, Scepter. what is, and, and like in that same thing, like a coloring book, but like a little girl, not like an adult, like this is for meditation type thing. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to be, but I was trying, but like, it was like, new age. It was new age. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to be like new age, but I'm just bad at accents. So it was just like, but it was like a whole bunch of stuff like that and crayons. And I was just like, I, 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 th- I understand that that gift can be really cute and really sweet and be like, I'm nurturing the, the little person inside of you. But to me, it felt very like, you want me to be a little girl because you're a pervert because you're like, ultimately men well, they who want you to, they want to take care of you and they want to, they want to prove that they have, like, it gives them some kind of power over you. Yeah. Yeah. And I know people have like, adult healthy like the the daddy lg thing and that's how they work through some of their trauma and i've you know in my previous relationship had dabbled in some of that but like now that i'm through a lot of trauma therapy i'm very on the other side of being like i don't think that helped i don't think being infantilized helps you be a better adult like it just does not does not no it didn't help me anyway and yeah, it, it's so funny. So I had I, a response. I was thinking about how I was just thinking about this 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 morning, which was 
my role in a lot of my early relationships was as a mother. Mm-hmm. And I think that was part of how I decided I didn't want to have children or it colored the way that I felt about myself um, as this nurturer, because in my, you know, young relationships, men were, men were coming out of their houses with their moms. And so, you know, when you're young, you don't have a lot of experience, a lot of different experiences of how a relationship could be structured. And so you kind of fall back on some of those things, which is another reason I think older men like younger women because there is that parental thing that's true yeah and um they can be like a daddy and i know it goes i I think a lot of times it's not it's obviously not thought they're not thinking that but you structure a relationship oftentimes based on what you've just experienced so as a young person you have a parental relationship maybe with your partner and i remember particularly the first guy that i lived with he had like this you know, really weird relationship with his mom. And then I was like, but I was his mom too, mm-hmm. you know? And he's never grown up. He still plays with toys. He's been married three times to, you know, I can tell really strong kind of dominate, dominant women. <laughs> and I was like, well, you are the same way. I want to be that woman now. I want to be the mommy now. If we're going to really? do these roles. Yeah, because I've always been like, there was a guy I had been dating. Well, you can be in a relationship with no, somebody. Without, no, without. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't actually want to be I that. Really but I would the rather be like thing about my relationship with for Dave sure. Yeah, is that I'm not his child and I'm not his mother. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And like that's, I feel the same way about Alex and I. Is that feel like we're both actually just capable adult Adults. people <laughs> who can take care of themselves and have on their own for a number of years. You yes. know. So it's nice to have somebody who like does the dishes when you're feeling too lazy to, but isn't like, you know, you're in trouble because you didn't do the dishes, you right. know? But I definitely feel like I, I would much rather now, like I would rather men were attracted to me for the mommy thing than the baby thing, which my whole life, it's always been the baby thing, I think. And it's even like, there was somebody I dated on and off for the last couple of years who one time was describing, he always dated way younger women. And he was telling me like, you're the, you're the oldest, he's older than me. He's 46, I think. And he was always like, you're the, you're the only woman I've dated, like close to my age. And I don't know why I didn't see that as the immediate red flag it was, but, um, (laughs) he was telling me that. And then he was describing like his ideal relationship. It was so, he's cause he was really good at eating pussy. That's why (laughs) that's the only reason is because I kept coming back to it because I'd be like, I mean, maybe I was wrong, you know? Maybe he's not an asshole. And then we'd hang out for a few weeks and I'd be like, uh, no, he is. He is. That's still working. Yep. We're doing great. Uh, but he was describing the kind of relationship. He was like, I just like to take care of a, of a woman or I like to take care of the person I'm with. And I like to like, you know, give them guidance. And he was always making me mad because he would text me like advice and stuff unwanted and like, tell me how to, like, I would, he would say, what are you doing today? And I would be like, oh, I'm having kind of a hard day because blah, blah, blah. And then he would give me like a bunch of advice. And I'd be like, uh, I'm smarter than you. You don't need to do that. Like, I actually have a, a more successful career. Uh, I'm a mom. Like, I don't need you to tell me how to run my life or give me advice. And he, he was always like, I want to guide you. I want to like, and I was, nope. and he would describe it. And I'd be like, like a dad. And he'd be like, no, not like a dad. I just want to like raise you and swaddle you <laughs> and uh, nurse you. At, and I'd be like, like a dad, like a dad. And he'd be like, no, not like a dad. But every man I've pretty much ever been with has been like, uh, I respect you as a person, but I'm your dad and I'm just done. I'm done with dads. I don't need it. I don't want it. And I just, if people, if men are going to be attracted to me, I would much rather is because I'm a domineering and they're like, 
she seems like she'd step on my nuts like that you know what i mean i just would rather men were attractive to me for being strong and fierce and put together than like looking at yeah, they're just not they're like she's I mean, so fragile <laughs> i love it she's so fragile yeah the men who love to take care of the broken bird well i guess for me when we say like not being the baby not being the mom i don't want to be the mom either yeah. like i i want to have graduated from that and i just want to be like a whole complex person yeah yeah you know with because i think the problem with the mom thing is then you get you get you're just anonymous you are just this support yeah. person you know who's like doing and giving everything to your kids and you have to sacrifice everything including your personality yeah to you know be you know this whole like mommy culture i feel like um is demeaning in a lot of ways to women mm-hmm. and their selfhood oh yeah and then like in the workplace you see it like you always tell me stories of how you've been like for as long as i've known you men have been like mm, take care of me and you're like you're 10 years older than me and my boss right. you know and i've oh i've heard and that totally comes down to that is like men expecting like guys i would tour with would be like i you know i would have to be like it's, you know, it's a joke, but I would have to be like, Hey, you're getting really grumpy because you're not eating. Can you please like take care of your body? But I shouldn't have to do that. Like I should just be able to tour with another adult who remembers to eat and take care of themselves. All all the office tasks that are like women's tasks always fall to the women in my office, even though there's no like power difference between the men and the women. So inevitably they're like, oh, well, why don't you go ahead and take care of something if it needs tablecloths or food or yeah. cleaning up? Never, never, never falls to men. Mm-mm. You know, I've cleaned the basement of our office building so many times and my coworkers who are paid the same as me, probably, um, who are male, <laughs> <laughs> probably not actually, um, have never once set foot in that basement to clean it. It's always always the women yeah and that makes me insane yeah well and it's it you know it's the same of like it goes back to that 22 year old of like him being like she's very mature and it's like we don't say that 22 year old boys are very mature if i was dating a 22 year old boy right now it would be like you wouldn't believe his stamina you know nobody would be like she's probably dating him because he's mature and intelligent like we expect a level of maturity out of girls and young women that we don't out of boys yeah and so what? Yeah, it should. <laughs> it's still wrong. Yeah. It doesn't justify the behavior. Yeah. That she's, I was very mature. Ever, my, my, me too. My 30-year-old boyfriend always referred to me as an old soul. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. because I was so mature. Yeah. And yet still. They love to do that. Statutory rape. Yes. <laughs> statutory rape. <laughs> we should get a t-shirt that says that. Old soul, but still statutory rape. <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, man. I've missed you. <laughs> well, what yeah. do we have anything else? Do we have anything else on the um, list? We're getting close on. I think we've done. So, I can't read this this thing, but we've done a lot of time because we're killing it. Today. Oh, I, w- I wanted to tell you that I got my um, my buckwheat pillow. Fantastic. And the brand is Wheat Dreams. <laughs> I love it. I was like, it couldn't is it, be any better than that. Is it as weird in person as in description? <laughs> um, it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Like it, it weighs like five pounds. It's heavy duty. Is it's Dave fine. trying to get rid of it? Is Dave still trying to hide I it? I think from he you? still was like, but you know, not as whatever. creeped out. He's fine. Um, 
Is everybody you know pregnant right now? Nobody. Oh my oh. god. No, everybody I guess I guess a pregnant. few people just had. Ugh. In fact, I had some like major resentment to work through last weekend because some friends of ours that just had a baby, uh, they they were having an in person party and they have a week old baby and they were having an in person party. Like, and I was just like, you know, as somebody like who just had a miscarriage, whatever my feelings on that in the end have been like, I had like, when I heard about it, I was kind of being snappy later to Alex. And then I realized like, these are miscarriage feelings. And I started crying really hard. And I just started bawling. And I was just like, oh God, I'm sorry. I guess I'm just like so mad at them. And so resentful that like, we didn't get to have our baby. And then you had your beautiful, perfect baby and you're having a fucking covid party like with like a ton of people coming over and i just was like so pissed about it but other than that i think like i don't know i I think most of my friends are comedians and degenerates and people are still just starting to get their lives on track so (laughs) a few of my friends just had babies um in la but no no nobody pregnant i know seven people that are Jesus. pregnant right now. Because of COVID? Everybody's just... Um, some were like slightly pre-COVID. Wow. Like they're having their babies in November um, and then early next year. But I don't know. I guess I've always felt this way, but I, I feel like maybe it's that I feel some kind of responsibility or obligation, but it has just been like I can't fucking deal with this, that there's going to be this more, this many more babies now. I can't, I, it's, it seems I can't so keep stressful. Up with the fucking babies. I'm babies. not a baby person. I have really fallen down on support for people I know that have babies. And I, you know, I won't, but I feel like I owe everybody an apology for how much I don't give a fuck about their baby. I think that seems, uh, here's the thing. But You've literally, been, like, I, I have three, like, I have two nephews and a niece all under the age of five. I have never babysat for even, like, one hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's amazing. my best friend has a baby who's now one year old. You're not a little, never you don't like little, it. you don't like little persons. You don't. Like, and it's... now I'm like, oh, God, now there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. I, like, I finally sent a birthday present to my five-year-old niece for the first time in her life. In the past, I've always been like, oh, shit, it was her birthday. And, like, sent a card. I can't keep up with the cards. I can't keep up with the gifts. I can't keep up with... I always forget to ask about the kid. <laughs> that <laughs> like, seems... Yeah. It never occurs to me. Like, until much later, I'm like, oh, I should have asked about the child. You, well, you've. Al- <laughs> I feel like you've always been the person who buys everybody the perfect wedding present, the perfect birthday presents, the perfect Christmas things. You always send cards and wonderful postcards to people. And if you don't want to do babies, you don't have to do babies. You, you know, you've done enough. Maybe this is the universe <laughs> letting you know, like, you don't have to, you don't have to go above and beyond for any of this shit, you know, especially with COVID, like. I, you just you don't have to care seven more and like I'm already overwhelmed with however many there are and like I mean thank god for COVID that there haven't been all the baby showers because there's really nothing I hate more oh I hate a baby shower a baby too shower, I hate them you know the games and oh the games they're such murder so awful. no I don't do any and the buying of the stuff and the never knowing because I never had a baby <laughs> like what you're supposed to get what you're supposed to say yeah what you're supposed to ask about you know it's so, like, yeah it's, it's so club. are you uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> you feel extra like hot or <laughs> <It's just> fat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I, let, I think you're fine. I don't care about anybody's <laughs> babies either. And my there's one friend of mine who they have, I think he's six months now and he is really cute. And occasionally I will, she like, I'll be like, send me a baby picture and she'll send me pictures or I'll see him on Instagram. And he's the only baby I care about right now. And even him, it's weird. Cause like, I, I, you know, it might be different if it was someone in my family, but usually I'd be like, oh, there's a new baby, like in the circle. Like I always want to hold a new baby. And I've been kind of like, that's ah, all right with COVID. You can't hold babies. It's I kind of just cured me of baby it. because I will tell you what's going to happen. It's like, it's going to look at me and then it's going to like get that wide eyed look. And then it's going to go, <laughs> I'm supposed to like know what I'm supposed to do or am I supposed to do something? Am I supposed to give it back? Am I supposed to try and comfort it? Am I supposed to give it to somebody else? Can I just put it down on the couch? No, thank you. No. Mm-mm. We didn't connect. We we weren't feeling each other. I set him down. He's weird. He's a weird baby. I uh, see. I'm the opposite. Like probably because I've been raising babies since I was a little kid, and um, I am so good with babies. Like anytime anybody hands me a baby, that baby's asleep within two minutes. Like babies and I, and people when they're like, oh, he doesn't like strangers. That baby's always like, you're my new mom. I love you. <laughs> and it's, I've had babies just like the whole time you're somewhere, just like stare at me the entire time. And I'm like, what's up baby? And they're just like, ah, ah. yeah, I don't know. Babies love me. Babies and cats. Like, yeah. I mean, if you have a new dog, obviously I'm all over it. Yeah. yeah that's different. Yeah. If you have a new dog, for sure. You get a card, you get a, a fruit basket. You know, you're constantly like, like all of your pictures on Instagram. You're calling. How is Ringo? Is he settling in? Is he loving his new crate? Yeah. But well, this was, do we have anything else? Where? Um, that's, I think all I had this time, um, we, we could go back again. Forget crotchless panties. How about extra crotch? (laughs) Forget crotchless panties. How about extra crotch? Is your life's motto. (laughs) Crotchless panties are stupid. I also don't feel those. I have owned a couple pair in my life. I understand that for like the person boning you it's like sexy to like look down and you still have well yeah because like you know a lot of times people are very visual they like the lingerie and they want you to keep it on while the sex is happening um but i just always felt like i don't know i just think that they're (laughs) gross i just think they're gross i I think they're gross too they're just weird I just don't care for him. Yeah, so I'm at the more crotch. Stage. More crotch, me too. More crotch in my panties, please. Uh, let's see if we can get shirts with that made. That that's our second line of merch we're doing is cro- extra crotch panties. Let's say couples skate on them. Well, this was lovely. I think we talked for I don't know how long we talked. It says 28, so that could be 28 hours. Some oh, it starts over. I think we did an hour and 28. Wow, I think that's yeah. good. Did we have any viewers? Nine. Hey, look at, look at that. We got, oh no, that's a zero. Okay. <laughs> People come in and out, Joss. People come in and out. They come and go. You never oh, know. That's a zero. It's zero. That's a zero. Although, you know, what's funny is like uh, on my computer, I can see the comments during it. And like, it, it tells you how many people are there on my phone. It's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't tell you anything. So you never know. So well, are you going to be posting these on your. Yeah. So these will go up on my this this is on youtube live and i i put the link up on twitter already but then also uh i put it up on the patreon and then when i have oh look people are commenting see look oh wait it's 10 ain't it 
It's kind of, okay. I don't know. People are commenting. <laughs> That's lovely. We didn't read any of those, but we're going to afterward. Um, if you guys can remember, you get a free jar, honey, if you can think of a way to deal with Drone Boy. And uh, yeah. Preferably, preferably less effort, more effect. Yeah. Less effort, more effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for listening. There are people here. So say hi, Joss. <laughs> oh, we just went dark for a minute. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, let's do another one in a couple of weeks. This has been so fun. It's been such a delight to see your colorful, beautiful self. I have not laughed in uh, two weeks. Yeah. So this is good. Now Me I'm too. I'm going to go home and be very dour. <laughs> <laughs> Changed back into my you got crotchless. <laughs> see? That's why I need more crotch. Because yeah. <laughs> my leggings are always crotchless. You got to have double crotch <laughs> panties and crotchless leggings. That's your whole style. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go dig some more holes and fill them in. Fill them in. That's my whole life now. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. I feel like. Oh, there's a plane for you. I actually got out in the yard too and did cut a bunch of rose bushes. Oh, nice. Um, and I hate yard work. Do so. you? Oh, oh, I would just yeah. assume you, you like, no. like puttering. No. No. Dave is the gardener and oh. we have a beautiful, beautiful garden. Did you see what I posted though? We have this pumpkin that has crawled up our tree. We have this huge tree. Amazing. It's like 25 feet. Oh, we now have pumpkins growing in our tree. That is very cool. I didn't see it because I'm off Instagram, but I'll get on there to look. I'm just about to delete it. <laughs> yeah, it should all be deleted. It, I'm just about to delete it. I keep almost always. deleting it, and then I see a cool pumpkin in a tree picture, and I'm all, oh, I don't want to delete it. But I'm trying to make myself delete it. Yeah, but I, I got to get out not. of the, the I, I, you know, I have to do it for my job, use social media. And so that's always been my excuse, and I need to not be on social I, media. I used it's to, so but toxic. Now I have no career, so it's yeah. like I used to always be like, "Well, because bookers would get so mad if you're like, I don't have an, I don't have Facebook or whatever." But now uh, I'm, I'm a free agent. I can do whatever I want, and this apparently is it. So, and also on Instagram, I realize because like I'll post, you know, pictures of my art, pictures of my family, pictures, and it's like nobody wants that. They just want to see your tits. That's it. If I post something that has my tits in it, it's like. Well, that's where you aired because you had, you posted, I've never posted my tits. So now if I post a picture of some borscht that I made, people are like, that's pretty good. <laughs> I know. I should have just <laughs> gotten no tits from the very beginning, but. Borscht yeah. only. Borscht only. <laughs> <laughs> Dour borscht. <laughs> An extra crotch. <laughs> the Jocelyn Robertson story. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. Thank love you guys you. for watching. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All tits, all tits. Oh, wait, how do we do this? God damn it. So hard to leave, Joss. We're out. Oh, wait, we're still recording with this, though. All right. Yeah, the listeners get a little extra. Oh, wait, we forgot to say, love, love you, bye. bye.